Yoma Perek Gimel Yud to Perek Dalit Gimel. We're going to mention four people that made contributions to the Beit HaMikdash. First being the Kohen Gadol named Ben Katin. He made 12 spouts for the Kiyod, so that the 12 Kohanim involved in the Olat Hamid could all wash at the same time. And he also made a pulley system to lower the Kiyod into a well, so the water would not become Pasul Belina. Munbaz HaMelech. His contribution was that he made golden handles for the utensils for the service of Kippur in the Beit HaMikdash. Hilni, his mother, her contribution was a tall golden menorah by the entrance to the Kodesh. And it was so high that when the sun, the rays of the sun reflected on it, everyone in Yerushalayim could see and they knew that it was time for Kiryat Shema. She also made a golden tablet for engraving into that golden tablet the paragraph of Sota, so that whenever they had to write it onto cloth, they could just copy from the tablet and not have to bring a sefer to copy from. And finally, Nikanod donated the copper doors to the eastern gate to the Beit HaMikdash. And it was miraculous how the doors were brought from Alexandria, and they used to mention that he's worthy of praise. Mishnah Yuralif, the following individuals or families are mentioned lignai with criticism. The Garmu family, they were experts in removing the lechem hapanim from the oven without crumbling, and they didn't want to reveal the secret. The Abtinas family, they knew the secret herb called Ma'ale Ashan, the best type of Ma'ale Ashan, the one that makes the smoke go up straight up, and they didn't want to reveal that secret herb for the offering of the Ketorit. But these two families gave an excuse that they didn't want it to be used for idol worship. That's why they didn't reveal the secret. But the Hachamim did not accept that excuse. So we still mention them, Lignai. Hugros ben Levi. He knew how to sing in a certain way by using his fingers. And he would sing so melodiously. And he didn't want to reveal that secret. Ben Kamsad. He knew how to attach four quills to his four fingers and write Yudke Vavke, Hashem's name, all four letters at the same time. So that there's no problem that a sofer might talk in the middle of writing Hashem's name. And he didn't reveal that secret. Al-Harishonim, on the five people that we discussed in the previous Mishnayot, who made contributions to the Beit HaMikdash, about them we say, Zecher Sadiq Tabracha. But on the last two people that we mentioned, Hugros Ben Levi and Ben Kamsar, we say, Veshem Reshaim Yirkav. Perek Dalir Aleph. The Kohen Gadol quickly took the two lots out of the box with his right and left hand. The reason why he had to take them out quickly is not to give him a chance to feel the engraved letters in the lot and try to make it that his right hand gets the one that says Lahashem, which is a good siman. One of the lots said Lahashem, and one of the lots said Laazazil. Whatever hand had the lot that said La Hashem, so then the Kohen standing by that hand would announce, My master Kohen Gadol, raise, if it was his right hand, he would say raise your right hand. If it was his left hand, he would say raise your left hand. We know that the Sagan Kohen was on his right, and the chief Kohen of that family serving that day was on his left. He placed the lot in his right hand on the goat to his right and the lot in his left hand on the goat to his left. And when he placed the one that said Lahashem onto that goat, 
he declared la hashem hatat and when he declared that he pronounced the yutke vapkenim rabbi ishmael argues he says that he just said la hashem without adding the word hatat and when the people heard that, they would prostrate themselves to the ground and they would respond, Baruch Shem Kebod Mishnah Bet, the Kohen Gadol, tied a red strip of wool to the head of the Sa'ir HaMishtalayah between its horns. And then he turned the Sa'ir around that it should face east towards the place where it would be sent away from the Beit HaMikdash. And he also tied a red strip of wool to the Sa'ir Lahashem around its neck where it was going to be slaughtered. Then he went back to his bull, the one that he said Viduyan, and now he went back and he leaned his hands on it to say Vidui again. But this time he said Vidui not only for himself and his family, but also for all the Kohanim. And he said, Ana Hashem, and he said the Yutke Vavkenim. I sinned on purpose, I sinned rebelliously, I sinned by mistake. That's Rabbi Meir's order. Hachamim put Hatati first. In front of you, I and my household, and the children of Aharon, the members of your, your holy ones, of the nation of your holy ones. Please, Hashem, atone for the Avonot, the Peshaim, and the Hataim. Sha'aviti, Veshepashati, Veshahatati, the Vanecha. I and my household and the sons of Aharon, members of the nation of your holy ones. Like it says in the Torah of Moshe, your servant, because on this day he will atone for you, to purify you from all your sins. In front of Hashem you will purify yourselves. Now in that vidui he said Yudke Vavke three times. Each time when the people heard they prostrated themselves down to the ground and they said, Baruch Shem Kebod Machotol Olam Ba'ed. Mishnah Gimel, the Kohen Gadol slaughtered his bull and then he quickly caught the blood in a bowl and then he gave that bowl to a Kohen who was standing on the fourth row of stone as you exit the Hechal, you count four rows, that's where he was standing. And this Kohen would hold the bowl and mix the blood so that it wouldn't congeal. The Kohen Gadol is not going to sprinkle it until later, after he offers the Ketore. Then the Kohen Gadol went up to the Mizbeah with a shovel. And he pushed away the outer coals and he shoveled out the inner coals, the ones that were smoldering hot. And then he came down and he placed that shovel with the coals on the ground by the fourth row of stones next to the Kohen who was mixing the blood.